Tonight's the night we get in some shit, pasty. Deep cover on the incognito tip. And that's because this is Beef Sticks Podcast, episode 187. Black, black. Blocka, blocka. Blocka, blocka. Oh, yeah. This is a... This is one that, that, that I've been excited for a long time coming. Awesome movie, also. Yes. Very, very good movie. Underrated Samuel L. Jackson movie. I just watched a Samuel L. Jackson movie, uh, I guess if you want to call it early this morning. It was about 2 o'clock this morning. I couldn't get back to sleep. I watched uh, Kong Skull Island. Nice. It's actually really good. I was worried about it. It's really, really good. I haven't seen any of the new kaiju movies oh. yet. I haven't seen the first Godzilla, but I'm going to start uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. People are going to hate that. me, but I liked the 90s Godzilla movie. Yes, we all hate you, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was better than the next one. I love the original ones. Oh, man. They're good, but they're so hard to watch. Why are they hard to watch? Because I'd rather play with toys. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking awesome. And actually, I think they are all on, or not all, but a good chunk of them are on HBO Max of the originals. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to do some. I got I got a bunch of them. I got a collection on DVD, but, you know, it's so difficult nowadays to get up and put a DVD in. <laughs> now that it's streaming, I might. Oh, hey, you know what? Speaking of Godzilla, do you remember, uh, do you remember Shofunaki? From, or just Funaki? Well, yeah, I mean, either one. You can call him yeah. his last name or his I, full name, whatever. I, I don't, don't think I've heard his full name ever oh. until you said it. So. You know, from, from the Attitude Era? Yeah. Remember with uh, Kai and Tai and all that, right? Uh-huh. Remember they went through a phase where he was doing that Godzilla dubbed Indeed. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Do, yeah. You, have, do, you, know who, uh, do you know whose voice that is? No, who I don't. Who was actually saying Indeed? It was... uh. Brother love himself, Bruce fucking Pritchard. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruce Pritchard always did the indeed. <laughs> you know, for all the all the Attitude Era Asian wrestlers, I think Funaki really got the shortest stick. Dude, that's a fucking Asian stereotype, all right? So let's just not... <laughs> no, I said not stick, cool. not dick. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay. Oh, wow, okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about old choppy choppy pee-pee. <laughs> Uh, put yeah. some racist salt on those wounds. I was going to say Kaz Hayashi, but I don't think Kaz never was in WWE, was he? I think he was only in WCW. Yeah, I, I think so. I Kaz don't. was, but yeah, Michinoku, of course, they really put a lot behind him, but then they just floundered him. Mm -hmm. He was just a driver. Ah, yeah. uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, Michinoku driver. <laughs> oh, Good times, good times. But uh, I suppose we should get into the the show. There's huge show coming up this week. Could end up oh being um, could end up being AEW's biggest pay per view ever. And that, in really my book, ones. this could be the biggest show of the decade, brother. It, it could, it could, it could be the biggest show of the year at least. It's so stacked. Um, like oh, I get hard it, just thinking show. about it. <laughs> <laughs> no more BS. No more BS, baby. <laughs> Somebody edited a photo of him with a shirt and it said no more butt sex. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Rumor states, and by rumor, I mean this comes from uh, Big Show, Tony Khan, and Chris Jericho, that there is going to be a, a signing at AEW Revolution. Now, of course, it's going to be a sh- they, they've already signed, obviously. It's going to be for show one of those wrestling contract signings. But it's supposed to be a long-term deal, and it's with a big, giant name that is Hall of Fame-worthy, and uh, it's not who you think. Yes. That's really all we got. And then Tony Khan went on to say, it's not the to-be-determined-in-the-ladder match. So now there's a fork in the road. So is there another new person coming in for the ladder match or is that just a to be determined? And he's like, no, don't worry. That isn't it. It's going to be a big name. And we got, you know, Christopher Daniels coming in for the ladder match. You know, it's so of course, rumors are are, are running around. Um, What are some names you've heard pasty? I think. Oh, man, there are some names on the table, but he said Hall of Fame worthy. So that, that that kind of, to me, cuts out names that are already in a Hall of Fame. Um, See, I've seen people all over the Internet saying that. But do you think Tony Khan can sit, considers WWE's Hall of Fame? To me, I'm thinking he's saying, like, he's AEW Hall of Fame worthy. Like, to me, I'm saying, and to me also, I guess, at, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you should be Hall of Fame worthy. yeah. If if that's but, the case, it's more exciting because there's so many more possibilities. But you got a fairly small pool of names if you if you qualify, you know, everything they say and take it very literally. Right. And especially if you're going to assume long term contract, if this person's gonna come in as a full time wrestler, that narrows it down also. You know, first name on everybody's list is always CM Punk, but he said it's not who you think. So I think that takes CM Punk off the table for that announcement. I don't think that takes him off the table for the face of the revolution ladder match. That's a different story. I'll get to that later on in the show. Um, but I've been hearing lots of big show or not <laughs> big shows already there. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's merch is still not on WWE's website. And I feel like if, if WWE has not picked them up yet for the match at mania with Lashley, they're stupid. And and it it leaves him wide open to come over. And I think at this moment, it would be enticing enough for Brock Lesnar because he'd be getting money from AEW, probably Impact, and definitely New Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I don't know. Brock's got an ego. New Japan, for sure. I don't know if Brock would dilly-dally in, in Impact. And that's nothing against Impact. I absolutely love Impact. Brock but, versus Moose would be really cool and a good use of Moose. Um. But yeah, I think I think you know if if they haven't locked him down for Mania, their loss is AEW's gain because fans can say whatever they want about Brock Lesnar. He's a huge name and he's an exceptional talent. Do you think the signing of Parker Bordeaux put a sour taste in Lesnar's mouth? Um, I don't think so. I, honestly, I don't think so. I think all that Lesnar really cares about is is the number on his check. Yeah. I mean, just from everything you've heard from everybody ever, he doesn't care creatively. He'll lose to anybody. He'll win to anybody. He'll be the champ. He'll be a challenger. As long as you're giving him that money, he just wants to come in, do his job, and go home. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think so, but I, I don't know. I'm not Brock Lesnar. I couldn't tell you for sure. Another one I've been hearing a lot of and would make some sense because Chris Jericho said, you know, good friends uh, used to tag team with him. That was another one of the stipulations in the thing. And a lot of people are saying Christian Cage 
because he came back at, at Royal Rumble with the with the idea that he was going to be back as a part time wrestler and on TV pretty frequently, and we haven't seen him since. Right. So that's another one. Christian but I Cage kind of wonder, really good, and he is Hall of Fame worthy. And to be fair, I love Christian, and I love watching him better than than Edge even. Um, but I think that would disappoint a lot of fans if that's who it was. I hate to yeah. say that. That's no no fault of Christian's at all. Um, because he is he is um he's world title material, world champion material. Yeah, I would like it. I'd still I'd still mark for it. Uh huh. And Christian would go to Impact again. You know oh, what fuck I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would. He loves Impact. Um, but my pick is kind of out of left field, maybe for some people, but I think Paige, I think, I think we need better women, uh, a wider women's pool and AEW. I think Paige could elevate. She hasn't been used in WWE, even though she's been clear, she was talking about, you know, unionizing. And, and so I would assume maybe it could be her. Yeah, that's one thing I, I kind of wanted to bring up. It's like nobody's really talking about women, and it definitely could be a woman. It should be, really. You know? um, if, if you're bringing two, at least one of them should be a woman. Yeah, and I think Paige is uh, a great um, a great pick. I know. What if it's AJ? What if it's AJ Lee and CM Punk? Oh! That would be crazy. <laughs> Good God, that'd be awesome. Um, I know... Before all of this, there was talk about uh, Taya Trinidad coming over, but I, I wouldn't call her. She's not that big of a name. I love her. Zelina Vega is awesome. Yes, but I she I don't does she qualify as Hall of Fame worthy already? I don't I, think I don't she's think done so. enough. Yeah, I I personally don't think so. Um, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Kurt Angle would be one, but he's not going to do a full-time wrestling. Um, Batista is another name that they could get because he was really soured on WWE. But again, I don't think I, I know he wouldn't come in and do full-time because he's an he, actor. He tweeted out something about the along the lines because he was in the rumor mill and he tweeted out about, we need to come up with another term for wrestlers who are retired, but aren't really retired. And <laughs> so to me, I mean, it could be just him trying to put people off the scent, but right. I would love to see like uh, Mickey James or Tara get a shot to to end their career on an up note. That would be good. Mickey James, James. I don't know if she's still signed or not. As far as I know, she is. Um, but they they definitely haven't used her well. I've seen Ethan Page's name floated around, but again, I wouldn't call him Hall of Fame worthy right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the one one of them that really I. I thought about, and um, again, I I don't know, but could it be, you know, they didn't say it was like a WWE guy or something. I mean, could they bring yeah. Okada over? Could they bring Will Ospreay over? I mean, Tanahashi, Evil Naito, not Naito, obviously, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like, I, I obviously the possibilities are endless. Could it just be Renee Young coming over, you know? <laughs> it could be. That, again, that would be disappointing. Not that I don't love Renee Young and she's awesome at what she right, does. Yeah. And and I think she's Hall of Fame worthy for her contributions outside of the ring. Definitely. But I don't think that's what people are expecting. And you got to I've remember, actually been listening to her podcast a lot lately. Oh, have you? How is it? Good. I listened to the episode with Big E so far. I'm 
think I might have listened to something else, but might have just been clips. It's good. She does a good job, uh, better than Corey Graves' podcast, which I also listened to after I listened to her podcast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it's, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be anything. I like um, it because it's would, not an interview. It's more of a chat between friends. Right. Yeah. I like I like that. Um, I feel like I, I, I would love it if it's just somebody that none of us thought of and just flew under the radar, but is still huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't know who that would be, obviously, because then we'd have thought of them. I think I'm loving it no matter what the outcome is, honestly. I mean, yeah, I, there's a few that could be disappointing, but I don't know. I don't know. They're using it to sell a pay-per-view, so they, they better they better at least uh, come through with a decent signee. Better I be think it's crazy decent. they're using it to sell a pay-per-view they don't need to use it for because this pay-per-view fucking sells itself. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am so hyped, man. I can't even. I can't even. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think we're going to walk away from a an A or A-plus pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, there's I'm couple, predicting an A plus pay per view. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, a couple things in there, you know, and we'll get to that later. A couple matches that may not be amazing, but I think if you have, depending on what the surprise is, and you add that into the equation, this might definitely be an A. I'm expecting, I, I'm going in overhyped, so I'm expecting an A or A plus. So God, don't let me down, because then it's going to seem worse. Yeah. Then you're going to give me a. Then you're going to give me an A minus pay per view, and I'm going to. Be like, eh, B minus, you know. See, I'd be more worried, but the the TV programming hasn't let me down. Right. The show has been consistently getting better and better for the last, like, three to to six months. Yeah, and sadly, I've had some, we could say, technical issues the last couple weeks. So the last two weeks, especially this last go-home show, I haven't got to watch AEW. I've watched the uh, Women's Eliminator Tournament on youtube the last three weeks and that's been awesome but otherwise it's been like fuck so i i'm going into this with a disadvantage but um i'm gonna do what pasty recommended and go go watch the the road to revolution or whatever it may be called and get yeah that is is what it's called and if any of you have missed out do it (laughs) i get get hyped with me please this is i just Whew, hot flashes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Pacey, I mean, this this could be a pay-per-view that, that could be to die for, to kill for. Yes, indeed. As Ice-T once said, it's 187 on a motherfucking co-worker. As we snap into this week in pro wrestling history, five wrestlers who killed other wrestlers and Rey Mysterio is not on the list. He's not. He should have been. I think it's got to be homicide, though, right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. Actually, um, not actually, no, not necessarily. Because there's one that one just flew flew under the radar because he's so short. <laughs> it's his own. It's his own fault. But yeah, doing something a little different here. This def- this didn't necessarily happen. These events didn't necessarily happen in this week in the history of pro wrestling, but this week is our one eight seven 
Yes, indeed. Episode. So that is the week for this. And um, plus, we need to fill time. It's not a big news heavy show. So. <laughs> and the results is going to go by with a whistle. Oh, yeah. So first on the list, and folks, this is in chronological order, so no other, no thought was put into who was whose life was worth more or less or what. Um, completely chronological from the oldest to the most recent. And we're talking about Jose Gonzalez, who was better known as Invader One. Killed Bruiser Brody, July 17th, 1988. And folks... According to first-hand accounts, on July 16th, Invader One had approached Bruiser Brody and requested that he accompanied him to the shower to talk some business. Invader was holding something in I his hand. I always handle my business in the shower. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I handle my business every time I go to the shower, sometimes twice. <laughs> Invader was holding something in his hand, but it was kind of covered by a towel. And then the whole locker room heard screaming and a commotion inside the shower. And then seeing Brody stumble through the door, holding his chest. That's when Brody went down. Apparently, Jose Gonzalez, who, of course, wrestled under a mask as Invader One and was co-owner of World Wrestling Console, with Council, which is where they were, owed Bruiser Brody 40000 apparently. And Brody demanded the money or a piece of WWC. Of course, Carlos Colon owned some of that, and I believe one other guy owned some, and I do not remember who that was offhand, but another wrestler. Brody was told he would receive the money at the event, but instead, his stomach was sliced open with a butcher knife, causing Brody to fall to his knees. Then Gonzalez held Brody's hair and stabbed him in the chest, leaving him to die on a dirty bathroom floor in Puerto Rico. All the wrestlers were too scared to help Brody, So they just sat there for over an hour while he just bled out on a dirty locker room floor. Now, no wrestlers would testify against Gonzalez because apparently they were afraid if they did, they wouldn't live long enough to get off the fucking island. And in the end, Gonzalez used self-defense as an argument in the courts and was acquitted. So he never got charges uh, pinned against him. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Sad, sad. And folks, if you really want to get into the knit and grit of a lot of these, I recommend Dark Side of the Ring. Um, They go into more about a few of these. Yes, indeed. I know they definitely go in depth into New Jack, who murdered Mass Transit November 23rd, 1996. 17-year-old Eric Kulas dreamed of becoming a pro wrestler and managed to manipulate his way into an ECW card on November 23, 1996, when Axel Rotten no-showed, and he he and his father had lied about Kulas's age and in-ring experience to Paul Heyman. After MT tried to tell the new the veteran New Jack that he wanted to get his moves in, the gangsta had already determined he was going to teach this young punk a lesson. He'd been smoking crack backstage most of the afternoon, as you do. Yeah. And warned Devon to stay out of the ring when either he or Mustafa hurled him over the top rope. After that, Jack said there was going to be bloodshed. The results were infamously disastrous. After tossing Dudley from the ring as relayed, the and 
Beating the helpless rookie with every weapon he could find, he grabbed a surgical scalpel and carved the fuck out of Eric's head. Immediately, blood began spurting from the gashes, and Kulas passed out. There was a panic in the crowd and backstage as people, including Rich's dad, realized this mass transit was in over his head and in dire straits. That didn't stop the gangsters from beating Kulas with more weapons until medics finally arrived on the scene to cart him away. Regrettably for ECW, Jack then grabbed the house mic and yelled, I don't care if the motherfucker dies. And sadly enough, he did die. Not that night, but later on due to complications resulting for this mass transit incident. Very, very disturbing. And one of the few of these that's actually uh, on tape and just fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing... Uh, it's one thing for the wrestlers to put you, a young guy in his place when he's acting too big. You, you never try to kill a fucker. Yeah. Jack does. I mean, this wasn't the only time he tried to kill a motherfucker. This is just the only time that he succeeded with a wrestler. <laughs> now, he's, he's you know, he's been up for murder on a few different people. Um, and also he tried to kill Balls Mahoney infam- infamously by throwing him off a scaffold away from the tables so that he'd just fucking die which is again insane did new jack serve time for this nope <laughs> Fuck. um because with the with the video evidence and with everybody talking and about um eric lying about his age the uh jury decided that he put himself in that incident <laughs> wow which yes he fucked up but man he didn't fuck up to get murdered in in a ring he fucked up to be like, okay, you paid your price. I mean, like, I, no, yeah, it's, yeah, he did not uh, get charged with this. In fact, um, actually, in fact, this whole list, nobody was ever charged. Uh, spoiler it's so alert, crazy. folks. It's nope. so crazy. Next one up. This was a, a really sad one for me. Lex Luger, folks, who uh, killed Miss Elizabeth April 30th, 2003. This is very, very sad. Sometime during the late evening of April 30th, at her boyfriend Lex Luger's house, Miss Elizabeth stopped breathing. Luger dialed 911 and she was rushed to a nearby hospital in Marietta, Georgia, where she was pronounced dead the next day. The official cause of death? It was listed as a mixture of painkillers, nausea medication, tranquilizers, and alcohol. Her blood alcohol level was recorded as a 0.29 Anything above a 0.25 is considered alcohol poisoning. Sounds like an average Thursday night to me. (laughs) She was covered in bruises, scratches, and other signs of domestic abuse as well. A search of their home led to Luger's arrest on 13 counts of felony drug possession after police discovered steroids, synthetic growth hormones, testosterone, Oxycontin, and Xanax. He pled guilty to all of those charges and was subsequently fined and under and ordered to undergo periodic drug testing and placed on five years probation. Although Luger was never officially charged with Elizabeth's death, which was ultimately ruled accidental. But honestly, everyone knows who's responsible. Yeah. Can we say that these people killed these people if they all got away with it? Um. We can say we can say they killed them. We can just say legally they weren't. They didn't um, murder them. They they didn't they didn't commit 
felony by definition. They or contributed by definition. They contributed to the end of the life of these yeah. people. They killed them. They just didn't <laughs> commit homicide. <laughs> Speaking of killing and homicide, Chris Benoit. Who uh, killed Nancy woman Benoit and their child and himself and my love for pro wrestling for a little while. Yeah. Almost killed the entire wrestling business. Yes. And of course this was June 22nd, 2007. I can't believe it's not further back than that. That's so crazy. Perhaps the most tragic moment in professional wrestling history occurred on the weekend of June 22nd, 2007. Chris Benoit was scheduled to compete against CM Punk at Vengeance Night of Champions. Wow, let's just have two pay-per-view names for one pay-per-view. Why not? (laughs) Right. You know, I would have done what Chris did because of that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Sick of these motherfucking names. (laughs) However, he did not show up. Uh, Later that week, the pro wrestling world was utterly shocked as more details about the Benoit family tragedy were revealed. And WWE has blacklisted the former WCW star and Four Horsemen member ever since. I think we all know what happened, but in short, Chris Benoit murdered his wife, suffocated the couple's seven-year-old son to death, and committed suicide by hanging himself with the cable of his personal weight machine. Many have speculated as to what led to this horrific ordeal, from depression mixed with drug abuse and roid rage to CTE trauma to conspiracies such as Nancy's ex-husband Kevin Sullivan and or Vince McMahon having him and his family murdered. While the case closed, this unfortunate event will remain a topic of discussion for wrestling fans and further research of brain damage for many years to come. In addition, this act has also extinguished any chance of the Canadian Crippler getting inducted into WWE Hall of Fame, although his pro wrestling resume would undoubtedly merit this achievement. Could that be who they're bringing into AEW? (laughs) Chris Benoit's son, finally, after all this time. Remember when he was doing interviews saying he was going to AEW or WWE? Yeah. I still, I still think, I mean, it's his life, but I still think you don't use the Benoit name. He's no, the problem is, is he's fucking creepy, dude. Whatever happened because he looks like his dad. No, I think whatever happened, fucked him up and I wouldn't want him. No, no, I wouldn't (laughs) want to be around him. See, he's a, he's a victim pasty. He's a victim. Uh, I mean, not as much of a victim as the rest of them, but. Right, yeah. <laughs> he got off pretty easy, I think. And then um, what <sighs> maybe selfishly is the one that hit me the, the hardest, especially when I first heard about it. And um, that would be Akitoshi Saito, who killed Mitsuharu Masawa June 13th, 2009. Now, the name Mitsuharu Masawa might not mean a lot to the majority of wrestling fans here in the United States, but in Japan and other parts of the world... The man who is also the second incarnation of Tiger Mask held 27 championships in his short life. He is considered one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So I guess it was fitting that Masawa died in the very ring that he lived for. Because on June 13, 2009, in Hiroshima, Masawa died after being given a common back suplex by Akitoshi in a tag team match teaming with Go Shiozaki 
against Saito and Bison Smith. Immediately after he hit the mat, the legend was knocked unconscious and suffered a heart attack after taking the suplex. The match was stopped and CPR was administered in the ring before he was rushed to a hospital in an ambulance where he was pronounced dead on arrival. The former Tiger Mask, who debuted in All Japan in 1981, was mere days away from only his 47th birthday and easily had a decade of classic matches and moments ahead of him. Oof. Tragedy. Yes. And I just, uh, I, I honestly wish more people would would learn and know the name Mitsuharu Misawa and go back and maybe watch some of his stuff. Um, most recently, uh, Eddie Kingston paid tribute to him with his uh, green outfit that everybody shit on. <laughs> was a tribute to Misawa, who is an absolute true legend. And to be fair, the green outfit looks much better on Misawa than it ever did Kingston. But I give credit to Kingston for showing love for Musawa when so many people show love for like Harley Quinn or Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, uh, basically that's just the icing on the tip of the cherry. And this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to deaths and wrestling. I'm sure we'll have more of this for you guys in the future. Even. Sad, sadly, yeah, sadly. <sighs> um, folks, we got our uh, token JRR, which God, we got to find a different name for it. But I, I still love the token JRR, even though it's good. It doesn't always have to be Jim. Well, it's because it it's stories. Be you know what I mean? Yeah, it's token stories. JRR. So Angle has uh, got his new podcast. He's only three episodes in, and he's already made it on the token JRR. God damn, Angle takes to podcast as well as he does to wrestling. This man is just right in it already. He's already got... This is the top. When you go to podcasting, when you get on a token JR, you know you've reached the pinnacle. And this man is here rambling on about uh, cherry and icing and uh, just... Uh, boy, he just doesn't know how... He doesn't know how to spit it out. Take it away, Kurt. But when you get that kind of reaction from the crowd, that's about respect. That's about... You got, you got, you know, you got, uh, so they're, they're given that, you know, that recommend, you know, they're just giving them that, 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 you know, the the icing on the tip of the, you know, or the cherry on top of the, yeah. uh, All those cliches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, was really cool to see that. Well, he got through it at least. Little help (laughs) from uh, Conrad Thompson, but you know, that's what, that's what the co-host is there for. Are you sure he wasn't talking about coming on the outside of his wife's pussy? You know, it could have been, too. We don't know. <laughs> you just never know with old Kurt Angle. Oh, boy. And Pacey, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Damn right he did. He's got and the a, excuses. JR, not so much. Not so much, no. <laughs> not so much. He hasn't taken as many uh, headshots as old Kurt Angle has. That's for sure. Nor has he probably, I, I doubt he's abused as much drugs as Kurt Angle. I know JR's done his share, but I don't think all of JR's chocolate cake holds a candle to some of Kurt Angle's <laughs> demons, if you will. At least he ain't out back smoking crack before a fucking match with a new guy. <laughs> just, just an average day, man. <laughs> Went and, I went and talked to business in the shower, and then I went backstage to smoke some crack and get ready for my match. 
That's how we do it around these parts. <laughs> Why don't more wrestlers kill people if they get away with it so often? Um, well, I mean, how many do we, how many didn't, we don't know about, we don't even know about Marty Jannetty. He's got to be at least a 0.5, isn't he? Could have, wouldn't surprise me. Maybe did. (laughs) He said he did. Then he said he didn't. He also found some dead bodies by some train tracks after he was doing some drug smuggling. And we also, he also slept with his daughter. Might not be his daughter, then wasn't his daughter. Mia Khalifa's willing to do some porn with him, I guess, even though she hasn't done that in a long time. (laughs) He's the man. I'm so glad we got to talk about Marty Jannetty. It always makes my day. You know what? That's what he's here for. (laughs) The the Marty Jerry Nutty. (laughs) He is is an all-time Jerry. (laughs) And Pasty, we have... uh, Kind of what, uh, I don't know, maybe I hyped up in my head a little too much. New Japan had their uh, new beginning pay-per-view, their USA edition, um, with talents from their New Japan dojo in the United States. And man, we talked about how, you know, we only had three that we could actually, that we could actually predict on, but we knew there'd be quite a few more multi-men matches or whatnot. Well, by gum, I didn't get to watch the show, Pasty, but all I could find was the results to three matches. So <laughs> I think this was a three-match. Yeah, pay-per-view. it's the same three matches we predicted on. Yeah. So. Uh, kind of disappointed with that, I'm not going to lie. But again, that's probably my fault. Maybe I, I put too much stock into them having their first big USA pay-per-view called New Beginning and expecting it to be a big show. I don't know. Maybe it's their fault. Oh, big show is on AEW. Oh, that's right. That's where I screwed up. <laughs> so, um, I suppose we'll just uh, we'll 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 bust into it here. We got an eight man tag match where Logan Regal, Sterling Regal, ACH, and Brody King defeated the DKC, Kevin Knight, Clark Connors, and TJP. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Then we had Ren Narita defeating Chris Dickinson in a ah. Who Are These People match. Ah. I was so, so bummed. Legendary. I still think think Dickinson is going to be, is going to be a big name. He's, he's got the, he's got the name. He's he's got a name. He's He's, got the Dickens, son. He's got the look though. I think he he can go far. (laughs) So at this point it was tied one to one with only one match left in pasty. IWGP United States championship match. John Moxley successfully defended his title against Kenta. What's that? I I want a pay-per-view. You want it, baby. I'll beat your ass. You you want it, man. <laughs> one to two, or yeah, two to one, motherfucker. You took me out. I'll take it. I'll take Damn it. Damn it, Moxley. What the I fuck? I knew it wasn't time for Moxley to drop it yet. He's barely got to defend it. I thought that's why he would. I thought they'd bring it back over to Japan and defend it regularly. You know, I almost think he's going to lose it to Kenta on AEW just to draw the fans back to New Japan more. It makes and that sense would be awesome. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's on fucking Wednesday television. Yeah, it'd still be. They'll still put on an awesome match. Those two go in just making matches awesome. I think. Yes, indeed. Um, Pasty, neither one of us watched this, correct? Yeah, we can't grade it. Yeah, so we're going to have to give it an NA. I give it an A plus because I won. <laughs> Um, 
classic match between Ren Narita and Chris Dickinson. <laughs> oh man, it's one that's going to go down in the books. <laughs> <laughs> forget Hogan, Andre. Forget I love Steve to see Paul TJP Saturday. lose too. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to give this an NA grade, but. Again, probably my fault. I guess I I thought it was going to be a. I mean, it's a three match pay per view. I don't blame anybody for not watching it. No, I I mean it's my fault. For, I I don't even think we should have done it. But since you got the win, we're just going to fucking keep it on. Yeah, here, I'll take it. I'll take it. Actually, you tried to talk me into taking it off last week, and I was like, well, it'll be quick. Whatever, it doesn't right? matter. <laughs> I did too. I was like, I don't know if we really. I should. was setting you up. I looked up the results ahead of time. Oh damn it! I forgot the time difference. Fuck. <laughs> Should have factored that in. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. That's all right, Pasty, because now we got a, not a shortage sentinel, but not a big beefy sentinel. We just got a savage sentinel. Yes, indeed. So let's snap into it. A wrestling for women's charity event was advertised earlier today, which featured AEW talent Sonny Kiss and Brian Cage, among other big names. One of those faces on the event poster was Joey Ryan, who has been away from pro wrestling scene after he was named by multiple individuals in last year's Speaking Out movement. When Ryan was released from Impact Wrestling in June of 2020 after the accusations came to light, AEW president, president Tony Khan reacted by saying his talent wouldn't be at the show if Ryan was there. After the negative backlash from fans and wrestlers alike, the event's Twitter has since announced the entire show has been canceled and deleted its previous tweets. And 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 and, and, and one thing I heard was this show was being kind of put on by Joey Ryan. Correct. It's it's Joey Ryan. Yeah, it was Joey Ryan. And so how much of that money was he going to walk away from, from for himself because he can't get fucking booked anywhere? It was Joey Ryan's promotions that was putting it on. So, you know, I'm, I'm split about this. It's like, okay, if he was serious, it's like, yes, that's cool. You fucked up. Let's do something. I'm know, still what? not going to be mad if Marty Skrull shows up in AEW. <laughs> when, um, <laughs> when I'm a bad person, you know, when, when celebrities, you know, they fuck something over or do something stupid. If they say, if they say a gay slur, say, then they always, you know, donate $6 million to the LBGTQ plus associations or whatever. So, I mean, it's, I, I get it, but if, if he was going to do this, he should have just completely been the silent partner. He shouldn't have yeah. had his name on it at all. He should have went through a different promotion. And he Maybe should have been an all-women's pay-per-view. And there, Well, and there should have definitely been something to show that where all of the money was going and to show that Ryan was not pocketing yeah. any of this. How, how fucking flat is that stupid name to a wrestling for women's charity? Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Wrestling for women's charity, folks. Wrestling for women's charity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just to pay off all the lawsuits that he has. <laughs> That's what he considers charity. Is it's like, all right, we're going to settle this out of court. Let me put on a, a show real quick. <laughs> it's if he's trying to do the right thing, good on him. But right, <sighs> Joey Ryan has fell so far, which he. He had such an upside, and yeah, he was very He was walking in a line, though, you know what I mean? Oh, he definitely was. I mean, if he had this gimmick, if you have this gimmick, you have to make sure that you 100% 
have nothing that could be questionably sexual uh, about you. I mean, cause, cause every, it's, it's like when, um, back in the nineties, when, uh, on no limit records, see murder, he ended up getting locked up for, for killing a guy. So like your motherfucking name, see murder. I don't care if you didn't do it. How are you getting off this one? Would see murder, take the stand. You're charged of murder. How do you plead? Not guilty. Fuck you. It's your name. <laughs> So it's kind of hard if somebody accuses you of sexual conduct, which, uh, by the way, he actually admitted to some of it. I don't do murder. I only see murder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, he brought it on himself by his behavior, if not out of the ring, if not behavior inside the ring. But we got some good behavior coming up here because it looks like NWA is actually returning this month with a back for the attack pay-per-view pasty. Folks, you can find it on Fight TV Sunday, March 21st at 4 p.m. Eastern. Why 4 p.m. Eastern, you might ask? I don't have any inside knowledge, but I can only guess because that's the same day as Fastlane, uh, WWE's pay-per-view. So I'm assuming they don't want to go head-to-head with that. It'll be a better pre-show than what WWE puts on, though. That is true. It'll be a much better pre-show. Wrestlers listed on the fight advertisement are NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis, NWA World Tag Team Champion Aaron Stevens. Of course, his uh, partner, question mark, is not able to make the show because he recently passed away. Um, listen to our last episode if you want to hear what we had to say about him. Rest, mm-hmm. in, rest in the ring, Loke. Uh, the Pope, uh, D'Angelo De Niro is going to be there. Elijah Burke. Trevor Murdoch, Tim Storm, former champion, Thunder Rosa, and Camille are all going to be on the show. It was also reported NWA's YouTube content was completely removed from YouTube, but this was due to a new distribution deal, allegedly, that will be announced soon. The new distribution deal would bring in new revenue for NWA, more than they were making from YouTube, allegedly. So this could be good for them, although... Are more eyes going to see it or not? That's kind of also a big question, but yeah, I'm good to see NWA is now it's 2021 and they're trying to catch back up because 2020 oh. was not their year. What if NWA is the other show on TNT? Oh, snap. That would be awesome. They, they're teasing it, dude. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't something like that, you probably wouldn't tease it like this. Hall of Fame worthy. He's bringing in fucking Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan's Hall of Fame worthy, Rock and yeah. Roll Hall of Fame. He didn't say which Hall of Fame. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Motherfucker never said which Hall of Fame. Oh, man. Billy Corgan is all elite. NWA. That would be awesome. AEW Dynamite and AEW NWA. I'd feel kind of robbed of, like, wrestling talent. But at the same point, you get everybody from NWA and... Well, and so N- good. I think NWA only has like nine these people. guys and yeah, two or three more <laughs> like actual on contract. And yeah. they've kind of always been like that since they've returned. They, they don't necessarily have contracted wrestlers. They just bring wrestlers in, pay them a certain amount and hope that they uh, stick with them through their storylines, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, that would be, int- uh, that would be a great, a great pairing. I think for definitely for NWA and, I think for AEW. So you, what do you call it? AEW NWA? That's what I would call it. I'd just call Oof. it AEW NWA. Maybe that's too many letters. I don't know. But NWAEW. <laughs> that, that would actually be cool. 
NWAEW, NWAEW. It can be chanted. Ooh, hey, that works. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's an intense chant too. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy to see NWA is making moves again, and and you know, God, they've been around since the '60s, and nothing could kill them. I mean, obviously, this is not the same NWA that started back in the '60s. This is not the same NWA that George yeah. Hackenschmidt wrestled in, but that's okay because this is not the same WWE that uh, Bruno Sammartino wrestled in either. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. times have to change. This isn't the same AEW that Chris J- Oh yeah, it is. Not bad. <laughs> uh, big big news for wrestling fans who don't want to shell out sixty dollars for the pay per view coming up this Sunday. AEW has announced that Sunday's Revolution will air in select cinema movie or Cinemark movie theaters. Tickets to the Cinemark showings can be purchased for $20 at Cinemark.com or on the Cinemark app. The theater will be offering a large soda and medium popcorn for just $5 and two whole dollars off of the $20 draft beers. <laughs> Only 18 bucks, folks. <laughs> and $1 off a chicken sandwich or hot dog. The show will begin at 7 p.m. Eastern with the one-hour pre-show. That's fucking awesome, and I hope they keep doing this going forward. Yeah. If wrestling saves cinema. <laughs> right? I would really, I mean, I, I would love to do it. It'd be worth, you know, e- even if you got to travel a little bit, it's 20 bucks. The pay-per-view is 60 bucks. Let's say you put, let's say you put 20 bucks in gas and then you get the food. You're, you'd be spending money at food at home anyways. It might end up being the same price, but it's a much better, a much different, I should say, atmosphere. I think it would be fun. I know when I watch a movie in a theater, as opposed to when I watch a movie at home, it is just a little different. I get a little more hype. I get a little more invested. Um, I don't know who the fuck's eating chicken sandwiches at either a fucking movie theater or a wrestling event. Get the fuck out of here with your chicken sandwich. Eat fucking hog anus or get the fuck out. Chicken sandwich. I'd, I'd have a chicken sandwich. Get the I'd fuck out of here with that. your chicken sandwich. You'd have to do if if I was gonna go see a pay per view at a theater, I would have it would have to be done up like Rocky Horror Picture Show style, where you come dressed as your favorite wrestlers and, and you jump on and you jump on stage and participate. Yeah, wait for that. Wait for that explosive barbed wire death match, Fat Mac. Right. <laughs> Shit's going down. It's popping. That would be cool though if they like. Obviously, it's live, so they they kind of know. But if they if it was if they knew ahead of time, if they could like flash the lights when the barbed wire explosions go off and stuff in the cinema, and that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that I I am really excited for. Even though I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, at least on this one. I hope there's more to come. Spray the audience with mist every time somebody gets slapped in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'll probably be able to check out though that I'm also almost equally excited for vice tv has officially announced their new dark side of the ring confidential for those keeping track at home uh, this is the third dark side uh television show that they have on vice so that thing's huge it's becoming a it's becoming its whole its own um brand which is it's crazy. like the marvel universe yeah dark side of the ring confidential is a talk series that will premiere tuesday march 9th this coming Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, ahead of Season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring. 
Each 90-minute episode of Confidential will feature series creator Evan Evan Husney and Jason Eisner sitting down with the man who just has too much time on his hand. He's got to find a way to fill it. Conrad <laughs> Thompson. Fucking A. Yes, he has another show, folks. They're going to sit down with old Conrad for roundtable discussions on various topics from the first two seasons of the hit series. Guests will include names like former WWE Mike or former WWE Mike, the microphone, <laughs> Ms. Annan, <laughs> uh, also former WWE referee Mike Chioda, Savio Vega, the Blue Manian, Tommy Dreamer, amongst others. Ooh, Dreamer got something to do when he stops wrestling. The roundtables will feature never-before-seen moments, unanswered questions, and secrets uncovered, allegedly, Ooh. from episodes that aired on the first two Dark Side seasons. Nice. So I am stoked for that. That'll be real. Dark Side Gun Wild. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer pulls his whole ass out. <laughs> he does that every time he steps in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Just one giant ass in the ring. Screwing up Pasty's fucking chances of getting a point. Ah, always. Every time it never fails. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we snap into some comings and goings? I say go for it. Woo! Chelsea Green has signed a three new year, three deal in years. Three years, Marty. With WWE, since she suffered the wrist injury during her official SmackDown debut in November before the Survivor Series pay-per-view. Green's original WWE contract was set to expire this summer. But now she's locked in for another three years. The former Impact Knockouts champion signed her WWE NXT contract back in August 2018 and worked for the brand until her official call-up on the November 13th SmackDown episode where she suffered the broken wrist. Green is recovering from her wrist injury, still, (laughs) and was recently trying to get cleared. But there's no word of when, when or if she will be back in action. It's like Daniel Bryan's fucking <laughs> neck injury. You know, I honestly thought that she had been let go. I, I didn't yeah. realize she was still working with them. So, I mean, good for her. I mean, if you can sit at home and get I said paid. from the beginning she should have picked AEW instead. Yeah, Ever Chelsea. since the uh, All In. She's a great talent. She's an awesome talent everywhere she goes. Uh, I didn't get to see much of her in NXT. Which no. I'm, I'm, I'm working at. I'm working at trying to get started and watching NXT again because they do have some great stuff. It's just so hard to prioritize life and, you know, seven uh, wrestling shows. And then I get to the point where it's like, God, there's seven wrestling shows. What one should I watch? And I'm like, oh, fuck, there's seven of them. I'm going to put on YouTube for a little bit. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. Sometimes too many options isn't a good thing, but it's not a bad thing. Let me right. say that. It's not a bad thing. You just got to choose what you want. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it just gets daunting sometimes. And speaking of daunting, well, Super Jcast has reported Marty Skrull will not be appearing on the New Japan Wrestling Strong or any other New Japan Wrestling shows in the near future. Skrull was at the January 22nd NJPW Strong tapings where he was involved in a post-match storyline with Rocky Romero. But those plans have been nixed due to the backlash from fans stemming from last year's speaking out movements. The same ones that we mentioned before. 
Yes, um, that's when Skrull was also accused of sexually assaulting a then 16-year-old female. Skrull posted two statements and admitted to what happened, but he said it was consensual and legal due to the UK age of consent. Skrull also noted he wasn't aware of her age until after the situation. Um, 16 years is age of consent in UK, but if it's sexually assaulting, there's no age of consent. That's That, that doesn't exist. Yeah. So, they can drink that young in the UK too, can't they? Correct. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're much more looser there, and actually, probably for the better. I think. Well, I think you actually get Marty Skrull, Really, <laughs> I think you get less of this bullshit over there because I, I, I don't know. I think you get less of this bullshit over there because of that. Yeah, you know, look at people who, um, you know, the like when weed becomes legal, there's less fucking weed smokers. When cigarettes, you know, when you turn eighteen and can buy cigarettes. You don't smoke as much. Like when things aren't taboo, they're not as fun anymore. And I think a grown man doesn't want to bang a 16 year old girl who's legal. I think the only reason they want to bang them is because they're illegal. You know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. I just know they got a lot. Bang a 16 year old. I just know they got a lot less sexual assault over there per capita. So we're doing something wrong. Although more names came out from the UK wrestling scene and speaking out than other places. That is true. That is true. So maybe they just need some law reform. I don't know. I would personally say that's because I I still think um, European wrestling has a more old school attitude. And so they're more of a boys club. Yeah. But that's, again, just me. Just I I don't know. I've never been involved in pro wrestling at all, let alone in the UK. So you haven't can't say that shit. I was for seven years. Not legit. Oh. Uh, now for Fat Mac's favorite part of the show. Oh, that sucks. Let's snap into these limbs in this <laughs> week's edition of the Injury Report. NXT's Casey Catanzaro has announced she's dealing with a fucking other injury because she has to be <laughs> injured all the time. This time, it's a partial LCL tear and has not been cleared to wrestle. Catanzaro wrote on Instagram, it's been a tough week. Coming to terms with a partial LCL tear, but work, working with medical staff to get back as soon as I can. You can't keep me down. She you can just put me down repeatedly. Herself. Yeah, she keeps herself <laughs> down good enough. I get knocked down, down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. <laughs> that should be her theme song. That should be. That's great. And this one, uh, this one's. She a- should only wrestle Nia Jax. <laughs> that would be bad, bad, bad. <laughs> This next one sent shockwaves through the wrestling world because this is a man who arguably arguably created what we know of wrestling today between him and Vince McMahon, and I'm talking about none other than legendary pro wrestling promoter Jim Crockett Jr., who passed away at the age of 76, just days after he went into hospice care with kidney and liver issues. Crockett Jr. took over Jim Crockett promotions from his father, Jim Crockett Sr., upon his his death in 1973. Jim Crockett served three terms as NWA president from 1980 to 1991 and eventually began referring to JCP as the NWA. Yes, indeed. Crockett acquired several NWA-related territories during his time as owner of J.C. Penney, 
And he also helped develop, uh, cultivate some of the biggest stars, events, and ideas in wrestling history. Among the performers who reached new heights under Crockett were Nature Boy Ric Flair and fellow Four Horsemen members Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, as well as Dusty Rhodes, the War- Road Warriors, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and Harley Race. You could also add AEW's Sting to that list as well. And um, Miss Elizabeth's murderer, Lex Luger. <laughs> Additionally, Crockett was at the helm at, was at the helm for the creation of JCP and WCW's top pay-per-view, Starcade, as well as helping create Clash of the Champions, which was a revolutionary show that provided fans with pay-per-view quality cards on free television. While Crockett Promotions was never quite able to truly rival WWE, Crockett put the promotion into a position to succeed when he sold it to Ted Turner. WCW would go on to become one of the biggest wrestling companies ever, and from 1996 to 1998, WCW Monday Nitro beat WWE's Monday Night Raw in the ratings for over 100 weeks. AEW is about to start doing that if WWE don't step their shit up, I think. And folks, don't uh, don't get lost in the don't get lost in that 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 pretty number eighty three weeks eighty three everybody eighty three weeks eighty three weeks and uh, Nitro beat Raw for eighty three consecutive weeks, but they beat them off and on before and after many. They weeks. beat them off, yeah. So yeah, beat them off on and on for more than a hundred weeks. They actually beat Monday Night Raw, which no other cable company, no other wrestling show has ever beat them once in the rating since then. So huge accomplishment. Yes, indeed. Dude, another thing you missed on this week's AEW, Tully Blanchard tag team with FTR against uh, Jungle Express or Jurassic oh, Express. That would be Tully awesome. Blanchard did, did some Tully fucking do? serious moves on, on little uh, Marco stunt. <laughs> Tully is really love, good. I love Tully Blanchard. He is, 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 is Windhelm still around? He's dead. Okay. Well, they had a, there was an old guy who came out with them, and they hit somebody with his shoe. That was Arn Anderson. No, it wasn't Arn Anderson. <laughs> it was a different. Oh, was it, um, would it have been uh, Magnum TA? Maybe. What's his other name? Do you know? What's his other they name? They didn't call him Magnum TA, or I would have I mean, known Terry that. Terry Allen is his real name. Uh, Terry I Allen? Know. I don't know. He's, Terry he's Allen? Like just, just an old fat guy Terry who Allen? everybody popped for. Maybe. Is it Dustin I don't... Rhodes? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me curious. But it was I'm, some I'm, harking I'm, back, and and Tully came out with his old uh, United States Championship. That's badass. Yeah, it was really cool. That between that, between that, and the Shack uh, match Shaq, with Shaq. Cody Rhodes, I'm like, they really know how to use celebrities and fucking classic wrestlers in a way that WWE just can't seem to grasp at all because. This could have been terrible, but it was fucking awesome. Oh, you're talking about J.J. Dillon that was out there? There you go. There you go. That's the leader of the Four Horsemen, man. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. J.J. Dillon put the Four Horsemen together. Yeah. He's, he's the man. He was also uh, he was also the work um, president of WCW before, before um, Eric Bischoff was, you know, shoot. They, they told mm-hmm. them for, for sure. And then not to yeah. mention, um, 
perfect 10 from WWE. What's his name in AEW? Oh, yeah. Ty Dillinger. Um, yeah. It's not well, Ty Dillinger. No, no, no. But whatever. He, he was like ringside pretending to be a cameraman and he fucking interfered. So now he's linked up with FTR too. So I think Sean they're building Spears. their, yeah, Sean Spears. I think they're building their own four horsemen there. He would work. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they could do that. Mm-hmm. You got the FTR, you got Sean Spears. You just And I think I read person. something today about how they want Moxley, which would be weird and awesome, I think, but might I think not Moxley work. would work for the, uh, for the Ric Flair role. Mm-hmm. I think he would. Your uh, Sean Spears could be your Barry Windham. He's the the worker, the guy who can go out and put on amazing matches and make anybody look good. And then you got your tag team and your FTR. That's your your Tully and your Arn. And then the big name who's going to win the championships and is going to uh, he'd have to turn the heel. But yeah, yeah. Um, John Moxley. I I, I can dig it. Turning heel in a. I don't know, though, because they're supposed to be writing him off TV with this match, aren't they? Like, his baby is going to be born soon. Yeah, but uh, you don't need – he's not going to take a lot of time off for that, I can't imagine. No, none of the male wrestlers ever do. They usually take, like, two, three weeks off. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, I like a slow burn one way or the other, so. That's good shit. It's going to be good, good shit. shit. And Pacey is going to be very good shit this Sunday. AEW Revolution. Let's get it, baby. I'm so excited to predict for this show. I'm excited to watch this show. This show, to me, is what professional wrestling needs to be always. This this is a Wrestle Kingdom caliber card, and it's probably beat the last few Wrestle Kingdoms out the box. In my opinion, I would agree. This is definitely Wrestle Kingdom caliber, old old school, for sure. So we're starting it off with a pre-show tag team match, seeing Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Doctor Britt Baker and Rebel. And boy, I hate this. This is on a pre-show. Yeah, yeah. that's what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it is sad. This is on a pre-show because. Um, Three of them can really go, and Britt Baker has gotten so much better. Um, she's just she's going to be a, star, a superstar. She most definitely will. So all four, mm-hmm. I love to watch. I do like that they've they've slowly built her up to be a top star without putting her in the ring too much that she's watered down like Charlotte Flair. Right. Oh, I agree. It's smart. Very smart. You don't want to you don't want to oversaturate them. With this, um, it's a pre-show tag match with no belts on the line, so it really doesn't mean anything, so anybody could win. I'm going to say pre-show, they're going to have the faces win and just have a nice little happy opening to the show. That, that's my guess. That's the only reason I'm picking Rio and Rosa. I think that they're just going to have a happy opening to the show. Yeah, I think so as well. Then we have... Um, what could lag the pay-per-view down? I don't know that I would have started with this match, but I suppose get it over with. I don't know where else I would put it, but this definitely isn't your normal opener of either fast-paced action or amazing wrestling. We got a casino tag team battle royale. We've got Bear Country. I have no idea what they are. We They're got, bears. We got Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson, baby. Dark Order. Represented by Alex Reynolds and John Silver. We also have Dark Order represented by Evil Udo, Uno and Stu Grayson. Proud and Powerful, of course, Santina and Ortiz. Butcher and Blade. 
private party. Everybody knows Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. My boys top flight, Darius Martin and Dante Martin, who just will not win. I'm sorry. No spoilers there. <laughs> Death Triangle, Pac and Phoenix. The Varsity Blondes, worst name in the group. Well, I don't know, man. Bear Country. <laughs> Griff Garrison and old BPJ, Brian Pillman Jr. The Seidel Brothers, Matt Seidel and Mike Seidel. Uh, SoCal Uncensored. Did Did you see? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna get through this, and I'll go back to what I was gonna say. SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. My favorite iteration of SoCal Uncensored. Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, and the Chaos Project, Luther and Serpentico. Did you see on Mike Seidel's debut for AEW Dynamite that Matt Seidel did the exact same botch on his debut to Dynamite? Did he? he went to, yeah, he went to the fucking top rope to hit the shooting star press, and he fucking slipped and fell. Man, I wonder if they're gonna put, play that off as as uh, Nakazawa putting baby oil on the ropes again. Yeah, I don't that know. would make was, a lot of sense. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, that motherfucker does the same exact botch. What the fuck is going on here? It's this gimmick now. And Matt Seidel's. Oh, insanely talented you know it's not like he fucks up a lot it's just I, it was just funny i thought i don't think i know mike Sidel. it's just matt's brother who just started I, I mean if he's been wrestling he hasn't been wrestling long okay so he's just matt's brother they just bring in uh brothers and sons and stuff randomly in aew you know how they do yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very um oh what's what's the word i'm trying to think of now and i'm, I'm just drawing a blank it's very um where family gets preferential treatment, you know. Nepotism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very nepotistic in, in AEW. It's nepotistic everywhere. If your name has money value tied to it, why not? Yeah. That is true. <sighs> so But uh if 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 we if our prediction's true and, and NWA is coming to AEW, I think Bear Country and Varsity Blondes are shoe-ins to go to that show. I, I don't know Bear Country at all. What are they? What what's I mean? Big is bearded bros? Or is it like a, they're just some big bearded dudes? They're kind of like the um the um Beer City Bruiser and his boy, or what? Uh, yeah, probably more like uh, Viking Express. They like I the Goggins from back in WWE. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen them. Really? I think I may have maybe have seen like a little clip. You're just making shit up now. We'll see. Yeah. They're they're actually they're they're pink dragons. They're just shoot bears. They're just shoot <laughs> bears in the fucking ring. They're gonna win. <laughs> shoot bears. These ain't working bears. These are shoot bears. <laughs> they have guns attached <laughs> to their arms. It's half man, half bear, half pig. Oh my god! Man bear pig. Super serial. Oh boy. Okay, with this, uh, with with this big group, I go ahead, man. Where you Me? at? Yeah, I, I think. Didn't I do the last one? Oh uh, yeah. Nobody knows what the fuck we're doing, man. We're just <laughs> we're just okay. going. We're just going. So, um, I've been watching AEW because it's fucking awesome and it's fun and it makes wrestling good again. Um, Death Triangle has been on a fucking roll, even though um, it's just Phoenix and Pac. Yeah, because Penta's 
still in Mexico. But they got to destroy some jobbers this week, and then they came in when everybody from this match had to run in the ring and get involved in some segment or whatever to have screen time. And they were just destroying everybody. I, I I'm going with Death Triangle, even though there's a lot of great names here. My, my I wanted to pick Top Flight right off the bat. Right. Yeah, um, it is kind of a bummer because if we're only going to go with well, I guess no, that kind of works too. I guess I also and Phoenix work well together. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you you go ahead and give me yours, and I'll tell you what I know. Well, first, I want to start out and say it. I think this might be the the one, maybe two matches on here that I'm not looking forward to. I I hope to be surprised, but you know, battle royals. You can the best battle royal is still just okay, and then when you have a tag team battle royal. Um, did they, did they announce the rules pasty? Is it when one person goes over uh, the, both teams are out? I think they both have to get out. Yeah. It just gets really, they've done this before. Well, every, every company's done it. It just, to me, it's never, I don't think it's ever good. Now don't get me wrong. You have top tier tag teams in here as, as well as fillers and you need fillers in a battle Royal. You need them, but I don't know. Of course, you know, the winners get a future shot at the tag team championship. So you got to put that in mind. So that's where it's like, yeah, top flight isn't getting it. And, um, you know, chaos project, probably bear country's not getting it. Varsity Unless they're bears are- with shotguns tied to their arms. I'm going to go though with uh dark order, two people that could use a push. They don't need to win the titles, although it would be great for dark order to, to get some gold again. Uh, I'm picking Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. I don't. If know I that, had to pick Dark Order, they would be my pick too. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that uh, Evil Uno and and Stu Grayson are really the uh, the guys to. They don't need the belts. I don't. They're think. the figureheads of the group, yeah, really. Yeah. The Super uh, Smash Brothers, if you will. I wish they'd yes. start going by that again. I know, but uh, Matt Hardy has vowed. Yeah that he's going to continue to pay wrestlers to take out the Dark Order so that none of them make it to the Battle Royal because Hangman Page turned on him. Well, so So, I'm just Is saying. Is in the Dark Order now? Huh? No, Hangman? he's not. They're, they're friends with benefits. Okay. Yeah, we like that. Yeah. Remember I told you last week that they went to go watch him pee? I rem- yeah, I remember I'm going to look at that dick. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard for me to remember that far back, basically. <laughs> if I haven't been watching the product, sadly. But yeah, Matt Hardy's been paying people to take them out left and right. So I don't know that they're going to make it to the match. But if they do, I think you got a very good pick there. Yeah, and there's a lot that could be good picks. There's a lot you could say wouldn't get it at all, but there's a lot. You know, Butcher and Blade, I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah. There's a lot. It's 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 some good shit. But Pac and Phoenix versus uh, hopefully the Young Bucks would be awesome. Pac and Phoenix versus Jericho and MJF would be awesome also, to be fair. Different, yeah. different than with the Bucks. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So then we have the tag match, which is probably your your other pick for the meh match of the night. I think this with- one's everybody's pick for the meh. With Miro and Kip Sabian taking on Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. I hate that uh, Beretta's not around Trent. I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, I like Orange Cassidy, but I feel like it should be Trent and Chuck. Right. 
doing this. Um, on AEW this week, Miro said he was not playing any more games and he was going to be fucking brutal and physical. And then he like rippled all of his muscles and looked like a god and screamed some shit at me in Bulgarian. And I wept and masturbated for about an hour and a half. Yeah, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping they turn him on because because he needs to stop being all jokey. It's OK sometimes, but let's see the monster inside Miro. Yeah, this Miro has definitely been the biggest disappointment in AEW, I think, by far. Of guys who've come over from WWE, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Moxley, obviously amazing. Chris Jericho has done fantastic. He's entertaining, and I can forgive, you know, his promos for kind of having issues where he says the wrong words and shit because English is obviously not his first language. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's not what I wanted to see, you know. The thing they said is, you know, it broke Tony Khan's heart so much to see the man that WWE brought down in a fucking legitimate tank to take out John Cena. Right. (laughs) Become what he became. And then he started off what he was at the end of his run in WWE and AEW. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. He's at he's he's it's sad that he was better in WWE. Well, like I said, we'll. We'll see. Everything has been ramping up. I think everything in time. You can't flip up everything all at the same time, though, or it's just fucking madness. That's true. It, it, it everything they've done so far has felt amazing. The endorphin rush when I watch the show is great, and and too much would be too much. Yeah. With that being said, this one's definitely not going to be too much. Um, we're lucky <laughs> to get enough out of it. Uh, I, I don't see Miro and Sabin picking it up. Miro has not met his potential, and yes, this could be where they they turn him up, but he hasn't showed it to me yet. Kip Sabian, meh, in my book. I love Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, but they're not a tag team. It's 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 Chuck and Bretta, or I mean, Cassidy's just so much better on his own. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the best friends Cassidy and and Taylor because I mean because you, you can't go wrong with either of them. If Miro just, does go off, Cassidy's gonna be able to sell the shit out of it for him though. Oh yeah. And I'm picking Miro and Kip just just based on Miro's promo and the hopes that they fucking finally start doing something with him. Pasty Hall of Fame worthy big name, not who you were thinking. What if it's Fire Ant? <laughs> what if they bring back Fire Ant? Who the fuck they could start fire? the whole colony from um from PWG Pro Wrestling Gorilla or not, <laughs> um, from Shikara, I should say Shikara. I would assume Shikara. Yeah, uh, the the colony where where Orange Cassidy got his start as Fire Ant under the mask. <laughs> that would be fucking badass, or he could be the one in the ladder match. He I prefer a very mysterious ice cream in Cesaro. <laughs> that's that's cute, also. Yes, two of them could have a tag team. Ants love ice cream. <laughs> then, 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 did you did you make your pick? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I said I'm picking Miro and Kip based on Miro's promo, and maybe Miro and Kip split here, and that would be perfect for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just, what if he just destroys all three guys and, like, the match ends in a no contest? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we got um, what should be a, a great match. 
Street Fight, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting. Of course, Sting needs to be in a street fight because, you know, God bless him. He's, he's, he's almost 50 and he's got how much under his belt wear and tear on his body. So it's the only way you should use him. Whenever you bring these guys back, you pretty much have to put them in tag matches or street fights. And they said, fuck it, let's do them both. Brian Cage, not the biggest fan of his, but he should be good here. Ricky Starks has so much charisma. He's great in the ring. Um, don't know how he does in a street fight, but it's going to be fun. And I don't even think Darby Allen needs any splaining at all. <laughs> right, yeah. Just amazing. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping it's done up in a semi-cinematic style. Yeah, it'll be interesting. As far as I can tell, nothing's been advertised as being cinematic, but... Well, their last street fight was actually in a parking lot. You know what I mean? So, but you also don't need every pay per view to have a cinematic match, and yeah, you know, if you're gonna have a classic fucking pay per view like this looks like, you could always skip a cinematic match and just have great matches. Yeah. So who you got? Oh, fucking Allen and Sting. I can't go against them. Yeah, same here. I think. I mean. Team Taz has more heads on their side, especially since Hook's been getting involved lately, too. Hook's been getting his ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) That's all Hook's been doing. (laughs) Nonetheless, uh, yeah, the story is there. Um, And I think going in, you know, I think you're supposed to feel like Allen and Sting are at a disadvantage because it is a street fight. Now, let's just play a contingency here because they are outnumbered. If the big name Hall of Fame worthy was to show up in this match to help Darby Allen and Sting, who's tied to Sting that it could be? Well, he obviously got Ric Flair, but that ain't going to happen because he's not getting in a ring. Uh, ring, Sting, get it? Um, <laughs> oh, that was dumb. Okay. You know, who do you have? tied to Sting, really, not a lot of people. You got the Ric Flair, Lex Luger, who's dead, (laughs) Warrior, who's dead. I mean, I guess Vampiro, but... Yeah, nobody wants Vampiro. I mean, he would fit fit the mold. He would. We have to say that. He's past his prime also, and yeah, and he's not Hall of Fame worthy, at least not in the States. Definitely. If you count worldwide, he's definitely hall of fame worthy. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who would be connected to Sting that could come in. That would be a big name. Uh, obviously he has no- nothing in WWE. So it's all TNA, which is Hogan. He had a, a, a deal with Hogan there. I guess main event mafia had Booker T who signed to WWE. Kevin Nash, who I think would be a disappointment. Hey, uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle has has ties to Sting. They were both in the main event mafia together. Yeah. Hey, oh, do you just just a thought here? And because I know times have been hard for them, and they're selling their whole fucking studio and shit. Do you think AEW would ever consider picking up the insane clown posse? Um. I mean, I think I think AEW has proven that they're willing to pick up anybody if they think they can make money off them. So for sure, um, again, what 
are they Hall of Fame worthy? In my opinion, yes. But does the wrestling community think so? No. No, but then you could get with that stipulation that it's not the wrestling Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Great. Great. <laughs> I don't see that. Be, I think you'd piss a lot of people off if that was it. Not it would me, mesh with Darby but, Allen and Sting, though, and even the odds completely. <laughs> would. Um, hey, maybe it's going to be Dale Torborg. <laughs> Everybody remembers him. Oh, you don't? Yeah, he was the kiss demon in WCW. Or, or it could be Decay. Yeah. Again, Hall of Fame worthy, though? Well, no, but they could just, it might not be that call, you know what I mean? It could just be the forbidden door swinging again. Yeah, yeah. It swings both ways. It does. And the forbidden door is Tony Khan's butthole, apparently. Right. <laughs> he said, I'm the forbidden door. Yep, and the forbidden door swings both ways. He's got the forbidden hole, baby. <laughs> I love him so much. So, uh, uh, so that's the street fight there. Um, which is yeah. uh, going to be good. Then we got the big money match. Which I don't know if this is supposed to be a cinematic thing, or I don't know what big money match means. It means if Adam Page beats Matt Hardy, he gets all of his first quarter or oh, earnings that's, because that's Matt right. Hardy was trying to pull that shit over on Page. That's right. I forgot about that. That's the, yeah. This the, is why Matt Hardy's pissed at Page and trying to take up the Dark Order to so get at him. Uh, Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in a big money match with. First quarter, <laughs> we don't we don't know if that's is that net is that take <laughs> home pay is it you know what what we don't know but that's that, never mind that's fine it's big money um big big money money um oh man I, what if it's the million dollar man <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got a price. <laughs> I don't remember whose turn it is for any of these things. Uh, if I'm first, you're first. That's that's I, the way it goes. I'm first, you're first. Okay. I think you were supposed to read that one, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was supposed to read this oh, one. Whatever. But I, I'm going with uh, Adam Page. He's the face in this, and, and Matt Hardy seems to be going on a downward spiral. And I, I want to see what happens. I, um, I think Paige is starting to move out on his own and he's somebody that they want to build up as a um, AEW original sort of. Mm -hmm. So I can see that. I like the fact that I feel like they're going into this story where Adam Page still isn't going to join the Dark Order because if he's close to them, then they're at danger because of Matt Hardy. You know what I mean? Like like a superhero movie almost. And Matt Hardy has won his his last couple big uh, feuds, so I think it's time for Adam Page. It's time for him to put somebody over. It makes a lot of sense. Page all the wage, baby. Yes, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the same page, Fat Mac. Oh no, you didn't. I did. The wage is on the line for Adam Page. (laughs) Go ahead and read this. Matt Hardy's in a rage for Adam Page. On the grandest stage. <laughs> then we have a ladder match. Number one contender for the TNT championship. But really this match is called the face of the revolution ladder match. Seeing Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta El Cerro Mero versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus to be determined. This is going to be a big one, folks. Ooh, it's going to heat up right here. I think. 
Ooh. Cody Rhodes is going to put himself out in this one. It's going to be great. He's so good at doing that. He is. This is the one I'm probably... I'm second most looking forward to because uh, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the exploding barbed wire death match. Like I said before, that one could go either fucking amazing or really corny. And, Kenny Omega and- is building a death box for John Moxley, something he can shove him into, and it's going to hurt Moxley a lot to try to get out of. It's a death box for the Mox, baby. <laughs> We're not there yet. We are at the ladder match. So many, so many great individuals. This is going to be They called it the Moxley Extermination Chamber, which I was like, ouch, that's dangerously close to a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, (laughs) they they probably shouldn't use that again. Yeah. That's a Don Callis thing, though. He says a lot of dumb stuff, too. He does. This, um... Of course, it, it could be easy to maybe uh, pick the old TBD because a lot of times that's that's basically what it comes down to. But uh, TNT Championship is synonymous with Cody Rhodes. And uh, Darby Allen is still the TNT champion, right? Yes. Yeah. Also, if he's injured in this street fight and can't defend it on Wednesday, apparently, from what I read on the internet, his compete clause comes up, but he'll have to give it up. Huh. But I don't know. I, it's it's supposed to be built into the storyline and shit. I so mean, allegedly, I, it's supposed to be defended on, on TV every week. Yep. Of course, rules are meant to be broken in wrestling. But uh, I, I think I think Cody Rhodes takes this. And um, he, he might even take the title. I'm not, I'm not sure. It depends, I guess, where the Darby Allen Sting storyline is going and everything else. But. Like you and I said, the TNT title is probably kind of made to be bounced around a little bit, especially at the beginning. Yeah. I, I'm going Cody Rhodes. I think he's going to take it. There's, you know, I think I, I would love to see Pentel Sierra Mieto get it. He'd be my, my hands-on favorite, and he could. Mm-hmm. I'm going Rhodes. Yeah, I just, I think Rhodes is getting written off TV here for a while. Um, God, I wonder if it's Shaq. Because Shaq just disappeared out of the ambulance, son. And he reappears on the ladder. He reappears at the top of the ladder. <laughs> Kazam! <laughs> they, they bring him down all a fucking blue blazer. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kazam! He wouldn't even need a ladder. He just has a step stool, sets it down. <laughs> right? Uh... This is just an exciting match. I'm picking the TBD, damn it. I want it to be CM Punk. It's called the face of the revolution. So either it has to be Cody Rhodes or CM Punk. I think it just means it's for the TNT championship. <laughs> but it's a cute name because it's a revolution pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the face of the revolution, if that's supposed to cue us in on something or... It's hard to tell. I'm I'm just drawing all kinds of lines. I don't know. I'm like fucking that episode of Always Sunny. Right? <laughs> Charlie's just going nuts. I'm so excited. I, it's euphoria. Every time I think about this pay-per-view, it's just amazing. Well, and I'm going to be let down, I think. And I, it's going to keep getting good because this is going to be an awesome tag match, and it's for the AEW Tag Team Championship. You have to have the Young Bucks if it's for the championships because they – have the championships, and they are taking on Inner Circle's Chris Jericho and MJF. 
Yes. Where you at, buddy? Oh, boy. Man, I, I originally said the Young Bucks, but they cut such a heartfelt promo about their daddy this week. And the Good Brothers haven't turned on them yet. And it's the biggest pay-per-view they've ever put on. And I'm going to go with the Inner Circles taking the titles, bro. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of these teams. Although I feel Jericho MJF are just two singles guys who are together oh, right now. Shit. I should have said Young Bucks keep the titles because if they get it, it's a disqualification because of the Good Brothers. And that would make sense because you want the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks for the champion. Fuck it. I'm still saying Inner Circle. Okay. Sorry. That was, a, that was a long I'm argument a, to make the same answer you had before. I'm having a crisis here, okay? <laughs> With that being said, um, yeah, call inter- me an ambulance so I can disappear from inside of <laughs> inner, inner Circle. They got their own things going on. Jericho and MJF are two singles guys, and I would love to. I mean, the Bucks should have gotten the championship first. Don't get me wrong; uh, putting it on SoCal Uncensored was the right thing to do because they were they had the pedigree of a legendary tag team, but at the same time, they aren't owners and CEOs and stuff like that. So, so it definitely made sense. I'm not against it, but now that the bucks have it, give them a, give them a long run with it. I'm okay with that. With that being said, I'm picking the young bucks. Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one. Are you in agreement that the good brothers are involved somehow? Um, you know, I, I, I haven't watched enough of the product to have any idea what's really going to happen. So uh, I'm going to say they either are or aren't. I'm going to go. They with keep that. saying that it's Don Callis's idea to snub the young bucks and shit. So yeah, they could play it off for a long time. AEW is good at that, and it, I'd be okay with it. But I think this is it. It's a it's a pinnacle point. It has to be. Or it could be a red herring, and they're actually on the side of the bucks. That I'd be okay with that too. I like that because it's smart writing. <clears throat> something WWE knows nothing about and I don't think <laughs> I don't think WrestleMania is holding a candle to this buddy no not no. even with Bobby Lashley at the top of the ladder man and it's two fucking nights don't mm-hmm. forget that ah uh, then we have the AEW Women's Championship seeing Hikaru Shida take on the winner of the women's tournament Ryo Mizunami who I really, really like watching in the ring. She's a lot of fun. She is. There were so she's, many, so many great. She's partic- not women's champion material, but she's a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of great participants in that. I recommend anybody going. It's on free on YouTube. Um, at least uh, the Japanese and then the finals is. Um, they did the American semifinals on Dynamite and maybe on Dark. I'm not sure. I think it was Dynamite all the way across the board. Um, yeah, so... Little different, but whatever. But I definitely recommend going back and, and watching the women's eliminator tournament on YouTube. It's free, it's an easy watch. I think they're all like an hour a piece or something. Just just so so many great matches. And you get to see some talents that maybe you haven't seen before. With that being said, Pasty, you're right. Uh, uh Mizunami isn't gonna take the title and I, I even doubt she's gonna stay in the United States. I think she's going back to Japan. Um you know <sighs> AEW has no fucking idea what to do with their women. 
This is the only women's match they have on the card, other than the pre-show. And what's the storyline? Hikaru Shida is facing the winner of a tournament that didn't even involve AEW women. Yeah. Okay. That's a great fucking storyline. I mean, at least they're building Shida up properly still, but no, I don't not. think it's the biggest pay-per-view of the year is the time to give her what I kind of almost consider a jobber match. Yeah, they, they need to give her a good feud. I, I love watching her wrestle, but that's only, I mean, let's just be honest. Maybe that's we're wrong after- about the pre-show, though. Maybe this is where Britt Baker makes her rise, because that's going to be the rivalry, right? That's what it seems like they're going for. Um, it does, but... Nonetheless, with that being said, Hikaru Shida, she's not losing it right now by no means. And um, AEW just needs to, they need to work on this women's division. You know, with this, with uh, Tony Khan's forbidden hole wide open, I think you need to, I think you need to shove a few women. It swings both ways, but only for men. Okay. I want to get some more women shoved in there. (laughs) Not just Thunder Rosa. She's getting lonely. Yeah, right. She's going to have to go back to NWA soon, too, if we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, or did you? No, you, you're right. Yeah, you go made your pick, it. right? Yeah. Uh, AEW World Championship exploding barbed wire death match. Holy buckets. We're trying to make more words than Impact or WWE on a match. Kenny Omega defending his championship against the Mox in a box. With socks. Pull out your Glocks. And have a bagel with some locks. Is this match also going to feature the Bears with shotguns attached to their arms? You know, anything can happen in an AEW championship exploding barbed wire death match in a box. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be good. The ropes are actually going to be replaced with barbed wire. Like the way we were talking about the last time we thought it was going to be. That's good. That's good. Yes. Lots of blood, lots of death. It's a good way to put John Moxley out for a while. Yeah, he needs to go away for a little bit. He's got a uh, he's got a lit O one coming, and um, and plus, absence makes the heart grow fonder. AEW has so much talent on their roster; it's not going to hurt Moxley to go away for a good six months and then come back blasting on the scene. I, he won't be gone that long. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh god this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot a lot a lot a lot of fun. I don't know how the last match was unsanctioned though and was so violent and this is probably going to outdo it and it's it's sanctioned. Sanctioned. <laughs> it's, That's cuz this one is an exploding barbed wire death match. It's completely <laughs> different. They're sanctioning I, this. <laughs> I mean, it's already a match type that existed in the first place. So. <laughs> it's like does that mean they get healthcare? <laughs> it's sanctioned. I got hurt. Pay up, you buddy. Fucking hope they're getting. Come on, Tony. Paid medical for this match. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this, but look at. Uh, I was thinking of Jr. I love Jr. Man, and he he's bipolar, man. Because as we've heard on many uh, uh, token Jr.R., he shits on the product all the time on AEW. Yeah. And then he was talking about 
you know how uh, he's like AEW is my favorite my favorite wrestling show. He's like, of course it's my favorite. They're the ones that signed my check. The other day, someone on Twitter asked me what my favorite football team is. I said Jacksonville Jaguars. Duh, they pay me. <laughs> I was like, I just love how fucking honest Jr. is. It's like, yeah. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm saying they fucking pay me. I love them. <laughs> my favorite. Anybody that pays me money is my fucking favorite. <laughs> Buy my barbecue sauce. You can be my favorite. Right? God damn it. Oh, I don't know what made me think of that, but I was just like, I chuckled so hard. I'm like, God, I love how just. JR gives no fucks. He just says what it is. <laughs> you know, though, Fat Mac, this match is truly going to be the icing on the tip of the cherry when it comes to <laughs> AEW Revolution. Damn right it will be, Angle. <laughs> um, and, you know, I hate to say it, but it almost it can't go either way. We, we know that Moxley is going to have to take time off. This is the best way to do it. I mean, there's no chance in hell Moxley wins this. I mean, just from a, a, a business point of view, right? Like, not yeah. talking about storyline or talent or anything. Yeah, the belt collector thing doesn't work if Kenny Omega doesn't win. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess that kind of takes a little bit away from it because we already know the outcome, but we don't know how it's getting there. And like they say, it's the it's the journey, not the destination, baby. Uh-huh. Dude, I almost think Kenny Omega should win and then steal Moxley's IWGP United States Championship. And Moxley won't be able to do anything about it for a couple of weeks. Right? He's the collector. He's <laughs> collecting. Yeah. Nonetheless, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, think that between AEW, their, you know, their their writers and their agents. And Kenny Omega and John Moxley, I think this is going to be one hell of a badass fucking match. Um, there is some concern of mine that it's going to be corny because I've seen a lot of these matches and they can get corny, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I got faith that I have faith this is going to come out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you saw that either. They had the they had they paid for a cameo from the inventor of the exploding barbed wire death match. Oh, um. Oh fuck! I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad with names that I'm uh, not familiar uh, with. And the Japanese them. guy, though, right? Yeah. Um. Fuck! I can't think of his name, but yeah, <laughs> uh, the he was the promoter for uh, FMW. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank on his fucking name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. They had him on. Uh, like I said, they paid for a cameo, so it was like a cell phone video of him saying, you know, I invented oh. this match, and I, I, I'm i happy to have you guys carry on its legacy, and I really respect the improvements you've made on it, so. Oh, that's still kind of cool, just to yeah. be honest. Yeah, it, was um, a, it popped me, even though I didn't Oneida, really know Oneida. who he was. It was, it there was you Oneida, go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Oneida. I can't think of his first name right now, um, but Oneida's his last name. I, I can't think of his fucking first name. I shouldn't look it up, but yeah, Oneida. <laughs> That's kind of cool. How was he looking, man? He's old. He looks good. Does he? Yeah, um, Japanese men age well. That's true. They, they, I they, watch they, a lot they, of Nintendo Directs. I, I can't believe how many of these guys have been making games since I was a child. <laughs> they look younger than me in most cases. Right. <laughs> it's, uh... So you, I, I mean... I, you haven't officially made your pick, but your pick is it's, it's Omega. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be so good. 
looking forward to this up and down the card and pasty there's a there's been one asterisk on this whole talk about the the big name coming to AEW and I think we can just use that as our bonus point here so I'm gonna say is it two new names that show up or is it one new name and then just a surprise at the ladder match um I think I think you and I both have different picks anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick first. Uh, I say one. I say there's a big Hall of Fame worthy person, and then I think the ladder match has somebody, you know, I mean, maybe like a, an NWA guy or something like that, but not like a new signee or not. I, I think it's just going to be, I think it's somebody, it's somebody in the match. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with two. And maybe even three, because, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what you, I mean? If you get three, then you definitely have two. <laughs> yeah. I, guess I definitely have my one also, so <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put only one for me. <laughs> only one. <laughs> there was seven of them. God damn it. I get seven bonus points, motherfucker. <laughs> but I yeah. picked two, so I get double it's that. Three. <laughs> There's only three twos and a half. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm definitely excited for this pay-per-view. I'm I'm ready for it. I I may even end up watching this one live, although it's difficult for me on a Sunday night when you got to work in the morning and you're God, if you do, we yet. should link up, dude. This is one we should watch together. I'd like to at least start it. Yeah. I I'd like to at least start it. You should You know what you should do, Pasty? Fucking message me on Sunday and remind me because there's a good chance I f- I'll, f- I'll forget shit, man. <laughs> you know how my mind is. Yeah. So sometime in the afternoon, just give me a little reminder, and I- I'd like to do that. I'd like yeah. to watch it with you. Kind It'll be of. good times. It'd be oh, better shit. if we could share some fucking wings or something, but. Or a chicken sandwich or a hot dog. <laughs> Two dollars off crappy <laughs> Be good shit. Oh, with that being said, more expensive than the cost of the admission. I know, right? This has been a one hell of a a, a one eight seven episode, and by gum, you only get one of them. Yes, ever. Yes. So I hope we didn't blow our load. I hope it was good for all of you listening at home. And that means great. episode two hundred is coming up soon. Yes. And we are going to pick our top 200 nouns. <laughs> Spoiler, house is in my top 10. <laughs> I'm Woo. just kidding. Uh, Pacey, it's been fun. It's been great. This has been awesome. It has been. But with that, without uh, further ado... Of course, as as, uh, as every uh, Friday, I am Fat Mac. If you want to catch me on Saturday night, I go by Susan, but it's going to cost you money. Yeah. Which, so are you Susan, Sue Young, or Susie? I'm, you got to go to my OnlyFans page and find <laughs> out. <laughs> OnlyFans forward slash this big belly <laughs> love spread it like cancer and spread it like tony khan's forbidden hole yes snap out of it <laughs> <laughs>